0: Hey everyone, Dr. Pat and I would personally like to invite you to join us in our Grow My Baby program. This is week-by-week pregnancy and birth information developed from our experience of helping more than 4,000 women grow and birth their babies. All our links are on our website, growmybaby.com.au If you're trying to get pregnant or you are pregnant and you feel a little bit overwhelmed by all you need to know, then this is the right podcast for you. Welcome to the show. I'm Bridget Maloney.
1: And I'm obstetrician, Dr. Patrick Maloney. And this is The Kick, your expert-led podcast that delivers the essentials of growing a baby. Make sure you head to our website, growmybaby.com.au, to get some awesome free tools like our Pregnancy Knowledge Checker to help you feel like you got this.
0: Alrighty, everyone. Well, welcome to Episode 29. And today we're going to cover Do You Know Your Blood Type? Uh, recess disease in pregnancy. So I, w- I actually wanted to start, Patty on, on a review that we got on our iTunes. Oh, good. We yeah, love the reviews. Yeah, okay. This is, a, this is a good one. Uh, okay. It's from Red Quirt. Red Quirt says, I'm in my second pregnancy, age 40, and I'm going public with shared GP care, and this podcast leaves me feeling I have had an appointment with a great obstetrician. Oh, good. Thank you. The explanations are wonderful. I wish it was weekly. I feel informed now at each appointment and confident in questions to ask. Highly recommend.
1: Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. We're trying for weekly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are hopeless. I'm so sorry. I just, um, you know, it's uh, the best we can do, people. But, you know, what I I do love about this is is exactly why we're building the Grow My Baby program, because we acknowledge that a lot of people go through the public system or through shared GP care. um, And this content that we're building in our Grow My Baby program is all about what it would be like to have uh, an appointment with private obstetrician as well.
1: I guess so. And, and it's about expanding just the offering that's available yeah. um, to people who might be um, public patients or geographically isolated mm. or whatever who can link in to some of this information in a nice sequential way.
0: Yeah. So we've got a wait list. You can go on the wait list uh, if you go to our growmybaby.com.au website um, and just p- click on the program and it'll take you to the wait list page. Um, and our pre-pregnancy is very close to being launched. And um, if you're listening to this in the sometime future, you'll think, well, what is she talking about? <laughs> it's already launched. <laughs> uh, Aye, <good> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, people could be listening to this. Uh, well, let's hope in six months and say it's already launched. But sure. um, yeah, Anyway, so we are going to talk about blood type. And, and for me, blood type was, I, w- I always knew my blood type was a oh, negative. Oh, you're negative. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. A rhesus negative. So, Patty, can you just tell us what are the different blood types?
1: Yeah, so uh, there's some blood type, you know, we've all got a blood type. Um, there are some markers on the surface of our red blood cells, which determine that blood type. Um, and there are lots and lots of different ones, but there are but there are only a few blood type systems that are what we call clinically relevant. So um, typically, that's the, the ABO system. Mm. Um, people, you know, blood, blood group A, B, AB. Or O, mm. and the rhesus system, which is an, a set of markers um, that you've either got or you don't.
0: Yeah, so, so you can make you A negative or.
1: Yeah, so when we talk about A negative, we mean in the ABO system, I'm A. Yeah. And in the rhesus system, I'm negative. Yeah. And uh, these th- these two systems of markers on our red blood cell surface are clinically significant because um, they can... they're, they're relevant to pregnancy. Mm. And also, for example, if we need a blood transfusion, they're the ones they have to get right. Mm. Yeah. So if I, I'm A positive and if I if I was going to get a blood transfusion, it would have to be just from someone who matched my A group.
0: Yeah. Uh, or O negative. That's a universal donor, isn't Yeah, it? that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, that, that have got none of the markers.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, but uh, there are some more obscure um, blood markers that nobody knows about. And the reason no one knows about them is that they're not relevant to be Match for a transfusion,
0: right? And so, when we're talking about blood groups in pregnancy, a lot of women only find out their blood group when they are pregnant, don't they?
1: Yeah, some, it's interesting. Sometimes people will say to me, "You know, can you? If, if I'm seeing them for a gynae problem or can you sort out a blood group for me? I'm, I'm, I'm interested." Mm-hmm. And mostly, we don't do that because it all costs money, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to do a pathology test. Um, so people tend to only have known their blood group by the time they're up to having a baby, mm. if they've been a blood donor yes, or have received blood for some reason or yeah. have been about to receive blood for some reason, you know, operation or whatever. Um,
0: or your mum's a kook, a bit like mine, and, and she went through this phase where we all had to eat right for our blood type, so we all found out what our blood types were.
1: <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think there might have been an evidence deficit behind that.
0: Yes. Anyway.
1: Uh, so... <laughs> So, uh, so it's definitely relevant in pregnancy, um, and it's all about a a problem called recess disease.
0: And I just want to talk about recess. uh, Well, just the markers to begin with, because I'm pretty fascinated with how it all works. So, let's just say you were positive, recess positive. I'm recess negative. Mm -hmm. What are the chances? What what will our baby be?
1: Well, it could be either. Okay uh, um and um, we say that positive trump's negative mm-hmm. um, but somebody who's who's rhesus positive will have two genes determining their rhesus status yeah um, and um, if one of my genes is positive and the other is negative um, then i 'm going to be rhesus positive mm. because my my positive gene trumps my negative gene um, but I may um, uh, make a, um, a sperm with a, a negative one of my negatives goes into, mm. um, uh, matches up with your um, eggs, who, which are all negative, mm. and um, and we could have a, a, negative, a negative baby. A negative baby. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right, so you can't really use it to test paternity?
1: Uh, no, well, not not completely. Um, you might be able to occasionally um, exclude some things, but it's it's not enough. Um, and um, uh, so we, we just always need to... Um, um, Assume that um, that rhesus negative women are, are at some risk.
0: Yeah. yeah, so they're the ones that you will test. The baby afterwards to see if that baby is recess positive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. yeah.
1: So this, the recess um, rhesus disease as a disease works like this. Um, a, a woman who's um, recess negative has a pregnancy and the baby, the fetus, has um, positive bloods- is, has um, recess positive blood cells. Mm. At some point during the pregnancy, some blood escapes from the pregnancy into the woman's system. And the times when that might happen might be a big bleed during the pregnancy, mm. um, an abruption, which is a bleed behind the placenta, a trauma like a car accident or something, or something really bleedy like a cesarean section. Yeah, right. And um, the wom- some of those rhesus blood cells so get into the woman's system. She recognises them as foreign and develops an immune response against Rhesus-positive cells. Yeah. Now, for the rest of that pregnancy, the, the immune response is immature, and it's unlikely to be strong enough to, to trouble that baby much. Yeah. But by the time the woman's pregnant again, she may have developed a very powerful and mature immune response to positive cells. And if the next baby is also rhesus-positive, then the mother's immune system will attack that, that baby's red blood cells.
0: And, and what happens when someone's immune system attacks that baby's red blood cells?
1: Well, untreated, it's it's serious and that's and that's what rhesus disease is. Yeah. And it used to be a thing. Like so it used to be something that everybody knew about. Um, and big hospitals used to have rhesus clinics that, that would deal with this problem. Right. Um and so the more the fetus's red blood cells got attacked by the maternal immune system, the baby those red blood cells in the fetus would break open and, and, and the baby would become anemic. Right and sick and not growing well and develop um, fluid where there shouldn't be fluid and and in the worst case scenario it could lead to um, you know fetal loss stillbirth. Right. So. Uh, in the 1960s, along comes the anti D, which, which is the injection we use today. Yes. And uh, what that does is, if there are any positive, um, rhesus positive blood cells floating around inside the mother's bloodstream, um, the rhesus, um, the anti D injection will find them and neutralize them. Right. Before the maternal immune system has a chance to build up a powerful response.
0: And you said that you have to have anti D after a bleed. During your pregnancy, what, what are we talking there? What sort of bleed?
1: Uh, we tend to give them after sort of any event that we think might result in a, what we call a sensitizing event, mm-hmm. enough of a bleed for this to happen.
0: So not spotting?
1: No. Well, a spottings a spotting's really relevant because there isn't much blood mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a fetus, you know, that's um, six, seven, eight weeks. Yeah, right. Um, and um, so that's thought to be a relatively low risk event, although um, we can give some anti-D um, for first trimester bleed. They, they make it in a low dose. Um and then, um, but if there's been something really significant, like a big bleed in the third trimester mm. or something, then we give the the full dose and we might give multiple doses, multiple injections.
0: And are there routine? There are routine, I, I should say. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you have.
1: So the routine ones are because there was still people getting this even though we were giving it to anyone who'd had a bleed. And so it became obvious, I guess, with time that, that, that some were sneaking through the system. yeah. And that there might have been some people with um, uh, with bleeds that we didn't know about. Yeah, yeah, sneaky ones where the where some blood obviously crossed from the pregnancy to the woman, but nothing was revealed vaginally, so we didn't know it had happened. Right. Yeah. So typically, we'll give some preventative doses at twenty eight and thirty four weeks.
0: And so, is that say I'm in the public system? Mm. What happens? I've just I, I have an appointment booked anyway at twenty eight and thirty two. Yeah, so you'll yeah, be going
1: yeah. to the antenatal clinic on those days anyway and yeah. a negative group of women will be shuffled off to have an injection as well.
0: And to be honest, I can't remember. The gauge needle—is it a fine gauge needle?
1: Yeah, it hurts a little. People say it hurts a bit. Okay, um, but yeah, it's a small needle, but um, but it's um, a-, a
0: needle nevertheless. Yeah, and exactly. Where, again, um, where is my brain? I can't remember. Is it in your arm or your leg or where do you in get it? In your arm. Yeah.
1: In your arm, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then the other dose, of course, is is after the birth yeah. because the seizure or the vaginal there's going to be some bleeding, mm. and that that bleeding can also be a sensitising event. So, um, but of course, we don't have to give everyone. Um, more after the um, birth. Only the um, only the um, babies. Only the mothers of the babies that have a positive group. Yeah. And of course, that's easy to find out once the baby's out.
0: When does the baby have the blood test?
1: We get it from the cord. Oh, okay, right. So you don't have to, don't have to drain blood from the baby. You just take it from the cord. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's fetal blood in the cord. Yeah. And so um, that you do a gr- blood group on the cord blood. Yes. And if that's rhesus positive, then um, we give mum some more.
0: Right, but if that baby's recess negative, the mum doesn't need it. There's no risk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what does what happens to a baby that, you know, has survived the pregnancy but has recessed disease?
1: Yeah, so let's say um, this had all happened and we'd pick, and despite the use of anti d there was a degree of um, recessed disease happening. Then during the pregnancy, that baby would have been very closely monitored. Yeah. Um, you uh, you there are ways of measuring anemia in the fetus and if it's severe enough the you can give a, a fetus a, an intrauterine blood transfusion no
0: way really yeah like, like laparoscopically or uh
1: that ultrasound guidance yeah wow yeah, you pass a needle through the belly mum's yeah. belly and um cannulate the cord yeah. right near where it goes into the baby and run some and run some donated blood in there
0: and have you ever done that or have you ever seen that done?
1: Well, it's hardly ever done anymore because yeah. they fixed it with anti D. Yeah. yeah, but that's what these clinic use, clinics used to do. And, you know, the old boys who can remember the, the, the rhesus clinics said that women would come in with absent fetal movements because the babies were too anemic to kick.
0: Oh, dear.
1: And then they'd give the transfusion and the woman would go, yep, that's worked because yeah. the baby kind of comes straight back to yeah, life. Wow. And, and, then, and then three weeks later, they come back anemic again, have it again. Oh, my God. So it's so all. So they
0: can't be turned around in utero. Like they can't get to the point where the recess disease isn't a problem.
1: Uh, well, no, it would keep on happening, yeah. and so they would potentially need recurrent transfusions, mm. um, and then of course they would get to a point where delivery was safer. Yes. So they would just be delivered. Yeah. Um, so um, so let's say it all happened despite everything that we do these days. Then the baby's born with with um, uh, with a mismatch are uh, are um, uh, um, jaundiced. Mm. Yeah, and um, and uh, potentially need transfusions
0: transfusions and the the yellow lights
1: yeah, so so it might be beyond. So the yellow, the yellow lights are for mild jaundice, ah, yeah. and then there's something called an exchange transfusion. You can't just pump a whole lot of extra blood into a baby, so you'd take a bit out and put some put some in. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and that's again, that's something that's just done less and less often. Yeah, um, as we've got a better handle on, on on this, and and in particular with rhesus um, uh, it, it can be entirely prevented with the anti-D injections.
0: And we actually um, were asked by a journalist to provide some information about this um, that ended up being on the Mamma Mia um, yeah. website. Mm. And the journalist was sort of fearful of having uh, rhesus negative blood.
1: Yeah, she was negative herself. Yeah, yeah. And I think she'd found that quite, quite anxiety provoking when yeah. she was first pregnant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but I think what we're trying to say here is that the solution is pretty easy. Um, Again, it's another uh, real win for modern obstetrics, isn't it?
1: Oh, I think looking back, this must have been at the time one of the massive wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, and of course it changed it all around from something that used to be a big deal to something that really is is not, is hardly mm. ever seen.
0: So, Pat, like how special am I? Like how common is recess negative?
1: Uh, yeah, it's about 15%. Oh, well, there you go. The a bit special. Of the community of a negative. Blood group, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, it's less than a positive blood group, but it's yeah. not rare.
0: No, that's right.
1: Um, so, so this is a everyday thing to deal with on a on a um, uh, obstetric unit. In yeah, private practice is um, is establishing establishing people's um, blood groups mm. and um, and putting in a plan to make sure they're adequately covered.
0: Uh, just uh, because we've just recently done our miscarriage um, podcast, it just does remind me say someone has had a miscarriage at six weeks. Um, would it be just routine that their GP, or, you know, if they've sort of managed it themselves and, and they've let that mm-hmm. miscarriage happen naturally, what if they don't be advised? Oh, I'm, I'm sure that they would be advised to have an anti D. Injection.
1: Um, yeah, if someone knows that, or I think part of the sort of workup of a first trimester miscarriage should in, in involve a, a blood group and antibody screen. Yeah, for that reason. Yeah. and that's why it's part of that first blood test you have when you're pregnant. Mm. So um, I think the blood group and antibody screen is definitely worth knowing because you might give some anti D even in what appeared to be a routine 1st trimester miscarriage. Yeah. Um, and also there are some other rare markers on the surface of the red blood cells that would turn up in a blood group and antibody screen um, that aren't recess but are dangerous for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've all got names named after the people who discovered them. There's Kel and... Duffy and all of these other uh, antibodies, and those are definitely relevant as well in, in rare cases and potentially could be a cause of recurrent pregnancy loss. Yeah, right. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, that's good to know too. So
1: that's why they do a full screen, not just an ABO and recess.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think um, we've covered everything about recess negative um, and recess disease, Uh, Thanks everyone for listening. We really do appreciate your comments um, and we really do appreciate if you take the time just to give us a five-star rating on our Apple iTunes uh, podcast app and um, also if you've got even more time to give us a little uh, review. That would be wonderful.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Thank you. Bye now.